Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. Hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy and welcome. Welcome to Friday's version of Recovery Guy podcast. And I don't know if you found me through Twitter, Recovery Guy 1986 or recoveryguy.org or you followed me on Instagram, recovery underscore guy or the Recovery Guy on Facebook. I don't care how you got here. I just care that you're here. Uh, If you're new or relatively new to the program of recovery, I am a 12-step recovery guy who found it necessary and important, and it's even encouraged in the program of recovery to really branch out to incorporate so many different aspects and approaches because there is so much good information out there. So I have a tendency to be grounded in 12-step recovery, but very eclectic in my approach to my personal recovery and how it has translated for me uh, in in my life. Uh, And again, if you're new to our podcast, my name is Robert Pardon. I think the recovery guy is appropriate. It's a very cool name because that's what I live. That's what I want to do. I'm not in part-time recovery any more than I can push a car uphill. Uh, I am in full-time recovery. I live, I breathe this stuff. I've learned how to incorporate this in my normal daily living. Now, every now and then it drives my wife and my children and others a little bit nuts because I I try to see most of life through a recovery lens. However, I also learned, don't be afraid of this word, I've learned how to actually be normal, right? Because now that's what we do in recovery, right? We have solved the drink problem. Uh, According to the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, we can become well. I've recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. You would never know if you met me on the street, you would never know that I suffered from multiple addictions, primarily alcohol and drugs, but bulimia, lust uh, through pornography. Uh, My first 12-step meeting was through Gamblers Anonymous. I I, I became bulimic along the way. You name it, you know, I carried the baggage in with me to the rooms of recovery. And so learning how to live a life uh, addictive or behaviorally imbalance free, again, you would not know. I share my story the best I can. Everyone in my immediate circle knows my background because you never know who you might have an opportunity to help. You know what I'm saying? So I know that you have anonymity and I'll protect that anonymity to my last breath, but I have no anonymity. I gave up my anonymity a long time ago. So I've been at this for three and a half decades. April 25th, I'll celebrate uh, 35 years of personal recovery. Uh, You know, God, for for the naysayers out there, of course, everything is one day at a time. 
Um, I, I get that. Uh, but it's wonderful to celebrate anniversaries. It is encouraged. So I hope you're celebrating as well. I had a great exchange uh, with with a friend uh, today, Jessica T. And I know her from a recovery group in Southern California. And she reached back out to me and said, hey, I got a new phone. Where are you at? You know, how do I get back in touch with you? So on and so forth. Today, check this out. She has got 648 days, right? It blows my mind that we are putting together this time. And I'm so encouraged and so impressed by the inroads and, and the opportunity to be a part of so many people's lives out there. Uh, today, we're going to talk about promises you can count on. Promises you can count on. And about halfway through, I will tell you about March promotion, some of the cool things we're giving away. But promises you can count on. And, you know, when I was out there ripping and running and I was just so involved in my addiction and my selfishness and self-centeredness uh, and my, you know, we rationalize, we minimize, we deny every aspect of our addiction because we can't stop medicating. And so we make promises, right? It says swearing off forever with or without a solemn oath, right? We, we promise the wife, the spouse, the significant other, the children, the father, the mom, the sibling, what have you. We are promising everyone, give me one more chance. I promise I'll be different. You know, and it's at nine o'clock at night and we're showing up at home again or 10 o'clock or whenever we show up and we're just hammered. We're high, right? Uh, we've been to the strip club. We've lost another paycheck. Whatever we have done along the way right? And we swear off, I will never do this again. And by noon the next day, our promise is broken. It says in the big book, we're no longer able to differentiate the true from the false. I don't know up from down. I don't know dark from light. I don't know good from evil. All I know is I have to be medicated and I will go to any lengths to make sure that I am medicated. And that's sad but very characteristic of most everyone who I've ever met in the rooms of recovery, in the rooms of treatment as I've worked as a treatment counselor. Now in the life of those that I coach on a life and a sober coach standpoint, I hear these things all the time. And it's why I want to share relevant things um, with you. I was uh, sharing with a friend of mine, Lisa, just the other day and exchanging an email and and she expressed, uh, you know, a, a gratitude and a and an understanding of how I approached recovery. And, you know, I was so humbled because, you know, when you've been around as long as I have been around, you know, especially I'm 67 years old. I'm not as patient as I used to be. I never wanted me to get off my lawn guy. And we sort of get stuck in our ways. And this is the way we used to do it and blah, blah, blah. But you lose relevancy. And one of the things I want to always be with you, I want to be relevant. So if I'm going into a recovery center or a prison and I'm talking to an 18 or 19 year old male or female, uh, I, I want to be relevant. The same way if I'm speaking to someone who is 30, 40, 50, 60, I want to be able to make sense. It needs to make sense, right? For, for anyone to do this, it has to make sense at some point. In the beginning, we come in and we are broken. We are battered. We are 
emotionally lifeless. We are spiritually bankrupt. So we're holding on to everything that we possibly can. And just like Father Martin says, the most dangerous thing in the world is a half-truth. I will tell you one of the most dangerous people in the world is a person with a little physical sobriety that thinks that uh, they can kick it, they can control it. But there's so much work that needs to be done because we are so bankrupt in so many areas. And so we learn that promises in recovery make sense to us. And so let's talk about those promises you can count on. Because really, one of the most beautiful things about the plan of recovery are the promises that are made. When I first came in, in February of 1986, you told me things that gave me hope. You said, Robert, or back then it was Bob, you know, Bob, if you're willing to do these things, if you're willing to follow a few simple rules, as it talks about in the doctor's opinion, the very same person who seemed gloomed, who had so many problems, he despaired of ever solving them, now finds himself easily able to control his desire for alcohol. What an incredible promise that is. Then it says the only requirement necessary is to follow a few simple rules. I wanted to know what those rules are because when you told me of the promises, in my deepest and darkest despair, remember sitting in the rooms as a newcomer and you know you have to be somewhere, but you don't want to be there because now you have to admit that you're powerless over alcohol, over lust, over food, gambling, whatever it is, and your life has become unmanageable and you're going to have to give it up. And we don't know how to give it up because it is our medication. It has become breath for us. And if you take away our breath, we will surely die. But we know that if we continue down this path, we will surely lose more than we've already lost. The hope that we are given, John Maxwell says, if there's hope in the future, there's power in the present. And man, I was powerless and I could use a little bit of power. How about you? The promises are exclusively for those who decide to apply the plan of recovery to their life. And you say, well, that can't be true because it can't have exclusivity. Yes, it can. It says, rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. Those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to the simple program. You know, it goes on. And it says, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. Okay, I get it. It's suggestive, right? Because you can't tell a, an addict that you must do this and you must do that. But you know, the only alternative suggestion is to go out and try some controlled drinking. Go try some controlled juicing. Go back to that buffet and see if you can actually only put on your plate what a normal eater would put. Or go and try to place that bet and see if you can walk away, right? Go try that. Let me know how it goes. Now, if you can, it says if you can learn to drink like a gentleman or control those areas, hey, our hat is off to you. And my hat will be off to you. I don't need you to be an alcoholic or drug addict or any of the other badges that I wore to get well. I want you to get well. One of the most amazing things that they did in the program, and they talk about it, is, is raising the bottom. 
So not everyone who comes in has to be that low-level disparaging drunk or drug addict or whatever your behavioral condition is. You might not have to lose what I had to lose, although I lost everything more than once. I lost wives. Yes, wives. Not a wife, but wives. I lost children. I lost jobs. I lost self-respect. I lost family members. I lost, I lost, I lost. And yet, there are those who lost more than me. And I thought, God, how did you do it? How did you not blow your brains out? And that's how that works. So if you can come in and not have to lose what many of us have had to lose, then I hope you're in for the ride because that is who this is for. When I came back, and I'll actually get to the topic soon. When I came back to the program after my relapse, I relapsed after 71 days. And I came back after the late lunch bunch meeting with my dear friend, Buddy, who's got 45 years sobriety going on right now, still conducting the same meeting. So I went into the room afterwards at the turning point in Las Vegas, and I went to Max and Max, you know, faithfully, spiritually, as an act of God was there as if he was waiting for me. And we talked about the program being for those who want it, not for those who need it. In the beginning, you can get away with needing to be there. But at some point, we need to internalize the plan of recovery and do it because we want it. If I don't want this, eventually I won't do this again because I'll get a little physical sobriety. Trust me, I know I got a little physical sobriety after 71 days. I thought maybe I could go back and, and work for the group I was working for in the casinos and the escort business and the private parties and some of the other things that I was doing. Maybe I can do that. Maybe I, maybe I don't have to go to the meetings. Maybe I can just hang out with who I wanted to hang out. I didn't have to clear away the wreckage of my past. I didn't have to stop going to the old places. You know, I could go with this. No, that, that, that didn't work. I was half measuring, right? And so Max sat me down and he said, this is a program for people who want it, not for a program for people who need it. Decide if you want it. And if you do, let me know. And we will work forward from there. And I was so encouraged when I came back into the program of Alcoholics Anonymous because Max and others reiterated to me that if I worked the plan of recovery as it was outlined, I could expect these things to occur. And they were 100% correct. And I hope you have found this to be true for you. Now, give me just a moment. Indulge me here. We've got a great promotion going on for March. And this is your call to action. We will have nine podcasts published in the month of March. Nine. You need to follow me on Twitter. So go to my Twitter feed at RecoveryGuy1986. Find me on Twitter again at RecoveryGuy1986. You need to follow me for one point and then retweet every one of my podcasts for March which will be one more point for a total of 10 points. We'll put all of those people who got how many points together, we will put them in a computer-generated program, and we will come with the winner that will be announced April 6th. Now, the four prizes we are giving away, we're giving away two really cool 
8-inch Fire HD Amazon tablets. Two, top two winners will get one of those each. Again, 8-inch Fire uh, tablet. The next prize is a $50 Visa gift card. And for the final winner, we're giving a really cool uh, Yeti. Have you ever heard of the Yeti, the, the tumblers, the coolers? We're giving away a 32-ounce Yeti uh, tumbler. And all you have to do is enter. Again, share the love, share the message, help yourself, help others. At RecoveryGuy1986 on Twitter, follow and share. And you're entered. And thank you very much for that indulgence. Now, here's what a promise means. Check this out. Are you ready? It is a declaration that something will or will not be done or given. It is a declaration. We are declaring that something will or will not be done. Now, what will not be done in my life is, is thinking trying to live my life with the thinking that got me in the mess, right? You can't think your way into new living with your previous thinking. I think Einstein said that. That's why in step two, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Because if I don't change my thinking, how I was living will remain the same. Again, half measures availed us nothing. And we'll declare that. Be very straightforward. If you're not ready to make a 180 degree turn or you don't make that turn somewhere in your early recovery process, I'll bet you dollars to donuts you will relapse. I don't want you to relapse. Again, if you can learn to turn around and drink like a gentleman or use when you want or when you don't want, hey, I'm fine. I ain't, I ain't got a problem with that. If you can clean up a little here, clean up a little bit there, Knock yourself out. Good for you. That probably means you didn't have to lose what I had to lose along the way. But if you're anything like me or the countless others that I've met on this journey, I can pretty much guarantee you what, what your result is going to be. But a promise is a declaration that something will or will not be done. And that's what these promises are. It is an express assurance on what expectation is to be based. This was so attractive to me. Jack and Buddy and Eddie and Slow Will and Scott and Steve and Tom and all the other giants, Texas Mike, who were so intricately involved in my life. Now, since my sponsor, Jack, has passed away, as most of you know, Slow Will, a happy, grateful, recovered alcoholic, is my sponsor, 41 years sober. And he told me, he said, he said, Bob, he called me Bobby. He said, Bobby, we're not a glum lot. He was reading from the big book. He would always tell me, we are sure that God wants us to be happy, joyous, and free. And here I was, stupid, boring, and glum. And he was giving me this promise that I could be happy, joyous, and free, that I could be a happy, grateful, recovered alcoholic. If those promises weren't given to me, do you think I would have stayed? At some point, you know, Stephen Covey talks about the jackass theory of motivation. 
It's the stick in the back and the carrot in the front, right? So we're so so we're allured on the front side and we're smacked on the back side, but eventually that smacking goes away. And if I'm only drawn to the carrot because I'm being punished on the backside, am I still drawn to the carrot when the punishment goes away? Human nature says no. If I don't switch from an external coercion to an internal decision, I will relapse. Countless times. I, I've seen it before in my 35 years of being around recovery and working in co-occurring uh, conditions, right? Dual diagnosis, social model recovery, nonviolent first-time drug offender court, DUI instructor, medical model. I, I, I've been through it all in terms of opportunity going into prisons, going into treatment centers that I do now. Unless we make that exchange, everyone gets to recovery, and I say this a lot, through coercion. Everyone. I've never met anyone who showed up on a Saturday afternoon, was walking by, walking the dog, their life was going great, and they decided to just sort of pop in to see what all this AA 12-step stuff was about. If that was you, hey, you are the exception. God bless you. But here's the rule. We come in under threat. The spouse, the SO, is going to kick us out if they haven't already and change the locks. That's happened. The boss says, you show up one more time and you're done. That's happened, right? The, the, the spouse, the boss, the children, you know, everyone is coercing us to go into recovery. And there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what it takes to get us into recovery, then so be it. But at some point, Right. And that's why I love that it's attraction rather than promotion. I love the attraction of the program. I love that it starts out in the forward to the first edition that people have recovered. 100 have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Oh, man, I wanted to recover. I wanted to get out of that state of hopelessness and despair. Didn't you? And then we go to the doctor's opinion. The Again, the very same person who seemed doomed now finds himself easily able to control his desire for alcohol. I wanted that. I wanted a freedom. I wanted a sense of well-being. I wanted to become well, as it says in the big book. I wanted to be recovered. I did not want to worry about tomorrow or the next day. In the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and it should teach you in your recovery material as well. In the Bible, it says we're new creatures in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new. It says that I can become well, that I can have permanent. Are you ready? Now, this is in the big book. If you got a problem with this, it's not with me. It says I can have permanent recovery. That when tempted, I, it says I'd solved the drink problem. When tempted, I will recoil as if from a hot flame. When I go from step nine to step 10, it says for this time, sanity will have been restored. It says it in the program. So again, if, if you're struggling with this, let me know. Let me walk you through the way Will did and Jack did 
and and Texas Mike did and, and Russian Ted did and Pete the Greek and the giants of my personal recovery who still influence me to this day. Promises you can count on. If I talk too much about it, I will begin to cry during this podcast. But I can't tell you what it means to hug a daughter that you walked out on, who has forgiven you and who loves you. Maybe there's a little damage that's still there. I, I get it. But they love me. They're in my life. They're, they're my adult children. They're my adult friends. We have things in common that draw us together, but we honestly like each other. And that is a promise that is given to me. And early on, I thought, oh, if this could only happen to me and for me, and I would meet people and I would hear the stories. I wanted that. I just had to follow a few simple rules. And I found out what the rules are. You clean house, you trust God, and you work with others. And to this day, my life continues to improve. Are there things that I want to work on in my relationships? Of course there are. That's just life. I can honestly tell you, and my sister Mary always, I joke with her about it. I tell her I'm overpaid in every area of life. I'm 67 years old. I'm in pretty good shape, right? Pretty good health. I got a little AFib going on and, you know, just normal age stuff. So I, I expect to live a while. If I don't, though, I guarantee you, <laughs> I've been given more than I ever deserve. The promises that have come true in my life are miraculous in every scope and nature imaginable. Miraculous. I am the most fortunate person I know. And I am so grateful. Even as I share this with you and I contemplate my life, I'm so humble because I've gone to the rescue missions on Fifth and Crocker in downtown LA. And I've preached messages and I've talked hope with 100, 150 people who were on the street, who are there hearing me talk. And I look at them and I think, I'm you with grace. Or I go into the prisons and I know that in many cases, I did far worse than many of these people who are incarcerated. And yet my door opens when I go to leave. Theirs doesn't. I know the amount of grace that has been exhibited in my life. And I will die in my gratitude because of the promises that were made to me. On page 83 of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, you can get it and read it. You can download it if you don't have a big book. Just go to Google. Go to Google for everything. Google and Amazon, right? If we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed 
before we are halfway through. We are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. Boy, that's a biggie. We will comprehend the word serenity. Serenity, we will know peace. No matter how far down the scale we have gone, we see how our experience can benefit others. Man, that's so true. I'm touching lives I didn't even know existed based on the experience that I've been able to walk through and grow from. That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. Remember that feeling of, why am I even here? We felt so useless. The pity, the despair, the disillusionment, the disenchantment, all the D words. Not anymore. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. I love others. The whole program is designed for me to get well so I can help others get well. We call that the 12th step. Self-seeking will disappear. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. <laughs> you think, right? Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. I'm not afraid to face anyone. I'm not afraid of what they'll say. I'm not afraid of what they won't say. And I have what I have, right? I work for what I've worked for over my life, just as Laura does, and we live comfortably. But I'm not fearing because I trust. We will, we will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. You know why? I've been restored to sanity. I do the 11th step where I sought through prayer and meditation to improve my conscious contact with God as we understood God praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. I'm not baffled anymore because I'm not, I'm not the decision maker. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Boy, that's true. I could have never gotten here alone. I was self-will run riot. I was at the end of my line. I was at the end of my rope. And I love the three pertinent ideas after the, after the steps. A, that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. B, that probably no human power could have relieved us from our alcoholism. And C, that God could and would if he were sought. I still seek God every day. It's part of my maintenance, right? Steps 10, 11, and 12. I take my inventory, I seek God, and then I seek others as a result of the spiritual awakening. It says here, I love this. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us. Sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, they will always materialize if we work for them. So the only common denominator here is you and me. The only reason the promises won't come true quickly or slowly is because I have not worked for them. Plain and simple. If I work for them and it's a promise, it is a declaration that something will or will not be done. It is an express assurance on which expectation is to be based. That is a promise. And I make this promise to you. If you are willing to do the steps, if you are willing to set aside your own personal fear, 
you too can recover. You too can become well. You too can live a life and often somewhere down the road say that you were overpaid in every area of life. Hey, thank you so much for joining me today. Go to recoveryguide.org. Check out our blogs, our podcasts. We're on all the major podcast channels. They're even listed on my website there. Um, go to recovery underscore guy on Instagram, the recovery guy on Facebook. Uh, I'm in a lot of social media, Facebook groups. Maybe you'll see me there. Reach out to me. If you're looking for a sober life coach, I have two openings left. Let me know what that looks like and we'll have that conversation. Uh, you can also uh, donate on Venmo if you want to give to this uh, mission at Robert-Pardon-3 or just go to patreon.com forward slash recovery guy. I do thank you again for jumping into the deep end of the pool with me today on promises you can count on. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your energy. As I love to say, we got sick apart, but we get well together. My name is Robert and I am the Recovery Guy.